us to Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1. And the man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, because I drew him out of the water. So this morning, I would like to title my sermon as Mothers Make Destiny. Can you say that with me? Even though you don't believe it, can you say that with me? Good, thank you. Mothers make destiny. Moses was born in such an unprecedented time that every male child that opens womb was thrown into the river. That was the time Moses was born. Moses' mother not only gave birth to a male child, she also had to protect that male child from getting killed. And she was very careful. She was very well-planned, very sensitive. And she took certain amount of risk to protect this child. And she took necessary steps to find favor in the sight of Pharaoh's daughter. But eventually it all worked together. Moses continued to live, but not with his parents, but he continued to live in the palace of Pharaoh. It's a phenomenal story that we read from the book of Exodus. If you want to know a little more about Moses, Moses had two biological siblings, an elder sister called Miriam, and an elder brother called Aaron. 
We read that in Numbers chapter 26, verse 59, if we can read together, the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And to Amram she bore Aaron and Moses and their sister Miriam. So what was Moses' mother's name? Jochebed. Jochebed was the name of Moses' mother. And she was married to whom? To whom? Amram. And we all know Bible, right? We are all the students of the word of God. And we all went through Sunday school, maybe some point of time in our lives. Any of you remember the relationship that they had between uh, Jochebed and Amram before she became his wife? Pretty close. In fact, that's right. Jochebed was Amram's aunt. Amram was Jochebed's nephew. They married together. Thank you. They married together and they brought forth three children. Who was the eldest? Who was the eldest? Miriam. And the second eldest? Aaron. And third? Moses. What was the age difference between Moses and Aaron? I think I should stop asking questions now, right? <laughs> That's the indication I get. Thank you. <laughs> three years difference, right? So Moses and Aaron. So Aaron was elder to three years elder than Moses. Right. Now, the baby Moses that we are talking about was given to Jochebed during the time such as this. And God gave the baby into the hands of Jochebed first of all to protect that baby during this unprecedented situation. Number one. And then we'll go further as we read. We also see second time the baby Moses was given in the hands of Jochebed to nurture and to bring her up, bring him up. So even though the baby was born to Jochebed, at some point of time as we read, she did not own the baby anymore. And who became the owner? God? Are you okay? I'm talking biblical things. Are you okay? Okay. Right. Who, was the, who, who became the owner of uh, Moses? Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter started owning. And in fact, Moses was considered as her own daughter now. Son now. Okay, you're listening now. Okay, thank you. Now, Jochebed was given only a few years in the hands uh, Moses was given in the hands of Jochebed only for a few years to raise him up. And it is an amazing way she raised Moses as a leader of the nations and also as a deliverer of God's, delivering God's own children. And this morning, as I was going through the scriptures, and we need to talk to moms this morning, and dads, you are free to listen and uh, uh, this morning, I was just going through this scripture portion, and I could make three different observations. That's what I want to share with you. I, I, I was just thinking about the reason why this story is written in the Word of God, why it could have started from Moses in, in, in spite of telling all the background stories. 
what was the reason that we learned so much about Jochebed and what is so special in her? I could make three different observations. Jochebed could see the destiny in Moses. So number one, see the destiny in your child. Can you say that with me? So I want to put that in a proper context this morning. As Moses was given to Jochebed, Jochebed could see the destiny of Moses in the life of this child. So because verse 2 tells me, if you can read, I'm reading from three different versions now. Verse 2 tells me, so the woman conceived, can you read it if you're able to read it on the screen? So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. Let's read from King James what, he, what King James says. Verse 2, and the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw him that he was a Goodly child, not godly, a goodly child. What does it mean? It means it's a perfect child, well-formed, perfect child. Looks so beautiful and probably chubby. Reading from NLT. <laughs> the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for Three months. My question was, question is, who told Jochebed that she, he, Moses is a special baby? She could see the destiny of her child in Moses. This morning, my question to all the moms is, what do you see in your child? What do you see in your child? You, do you see your child as beautiful? I mean, this, this, this sermon is also applicable to those who are going to become moms. So you, we need your attention too. What do you see in your child when you look at your child? How many of you look at your child eye to eye, face to face, moms? Do you do that? Or you just keep doing your work and then keep talking to your child? When you look into your child, what do you see in her? What do you see in him? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. It doesn't matter whether a child is three months old or four, months, four years old or 15 years old. What do you see in the life of your child? Jochebed found destiny in the life of the child. She saw the child is so beautiful. She saw the child is so goodly. And she saw the child is so special. Now Moses was given in the hands of Jochebed. And as Jochebed was holding Moses, the situation around her was so overwhelming. Every male child being thrown into the river Nile. And every male child is dying in the river. Death everywhere. There is cry everywhere. All the Hebrew women are just losing their male child the moment they delivered. Because the, the nurses were given instruction to kill the baby even at the delivery during the time of delivery. Any moment, anyone can walk and break into the house of Moses, house of Jochebed, and take the baby Moses away and throw the baby into the river. It's possible. Bible says Jochebed hid the baby for three months. You know, the baby, the child is given in your hands to hide. The child is given in your hands to protect. This morning I'm talking to moms. She was not lazy, she was not careless, she was not afraid, and she was finding all the ways to protect this child because she knew 
this is not just an ordinary child. You know, this morning I want you to speak. I want you to look at your children and tell them that you are not an ordinary child. You are not an ordinary child. You are a child of destiny. You know, how much ever you speak those language over the life of your children, you will see them change in their lives. She was not hesitating to try any alternate method. She was willing to take the risk because she saw destiny in the child. She made a small basket boat and she put baby Moses inside the basket and left baby Moses at the bank of the river. And you may be wondering what kind of mother she is. She was throwing the baby into the river and I believe she could do it because she wanted to protect that baby and she wanted to try or keep trying all the methods because she can no more keep the baby inside because the baby started crying now they're going to find the baby and they're going to kill the baby with her eyes of faith she could see the plan of God that God had in the life of Moses it's my morning my question to you is do you see the plan of God in the life of your child do you see the plan of God in the life of your child? She knew that he was not holding, she was not holding an ordinary baby. She knew that she was holding a miracle worker. She knew that she was holding a deliverer. She knew that she was holding the redeemer of the nation of Israel. Can I hear an amen? When you hold your baby in your hands, when you take care of your child, when you put all your effort to your child, what do you see? What do you see in your child that really matters? She knew very well that nothing is going to happen even if he put the basket in the river Nile. Nothing is going to happen because she knew very well that he is going to be alive until the age of 120 nothing can take his life away you know this morning you're worried about your child you're worried about your health condition of your child god is telling you this morning nothing can snatch your child away all that depends on your faith and what you speak in the life of your child she knew very well the river nile is not going to drown the baby because she knew god had to bury the baby god had to bury the baby so morning, do you have such a faith in God for your children, for your child? The baby you're holding today has a great destiny. It doesn't look so. The way the baby responds, the way the child is reacting, the way the child is talking back to you, you don't see any destiny. But as mom, God wants you to believe. God wants you to believe that your child is a child of destiny. Before even... Moses received the favor of Pharaoh's daughter. Jacob had realized that she's holding a child of destiny. This morning, when you pray to God for your marriage, when you pray to God for your childbirth, you need to ask God, God, I want to carry a baby of destiny. When, I, when you give me that baby, I want to see the future that you have, the plans that you have already laid out for that baby. Do not speak negative about your children. Do not speak negative things. Just speak positive things and encouraging things to them. Do not just look at them with the human eyes. Just look at them with the eyes of God. It is tough. It's not easy. It's not easy. 
children are rebellious. Most of the children are rebellious. All the children are rebellious. That doesn't mean that God is not having a plan for them. How many witnesses and as they grow up, they change. Things get changed. They're not going to be that rebellious anymore. And God has a plan. God has a plan. And moms have a great responsibility of seeing the destiny in the lives of their children. You need to believe in them. You need to nurture them. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13. You need to believe that your children will live in peace. You know, today many children are not living in peace because mom never believed. Mom never had any idea about these scriptures. Can you read the scripture with me? Verse 13, Isaiah 54. All your children shall be, read with me, taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Now God wants to raise you as a mom to bring peace to the nation. When Jesus was born, he was known as a peace giver, prince of peace. Mary had a responsibility of bringing the prince of peace to this world. Every child that is born in our families, you know, God is asking you to pray the scripture over them. Bible says, children are like olive plants. Can you read the scripture? Psalm 128 verse 3. These are the scriptures that you should be praying for your children when you pray for them. Psalm 128 verse 3. Can you read with me? Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house and your children like olive plants all around your table. Olive plant is a medicinal plant. Olive plant is of great use to many people. And God is giving in your hands, given in your family, olive plants. Just look at them as olive plants planted around your table. Planted around your table. Bible also says children are like arrows to fulfill the purpose of God. Can you read with me Psalm 127 verse 4? Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. You know, God wants to use them for a purpose. God wants to use them in the kingdom of God. Moms are to see the destiny in their children. My second observation was, number two, you are not the owner. Can you read with me? You are not the owner. You are only a custodian. <coughs> you are not the owner. You are only a custodian. Custodian simply means you are just a guardian. You are just an overseer or you are a caretaker. Can you read the scripture? Verse 9, Exodus chapter 2, verse 9. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Ownership God quickly changed. A child of destiny, God protected this baby. Mom realized that the baby is having a very great future and he is in the center of God's will and God's plan. But all of a sudden, the ownership got changed. Jacob had received the child in her hands when she gave birth to the child and she had to let the child go and now she is second time for the second time receiving the child in her hands again. But now the child is no more her own child. It is Pharaoh's daughter's child. But the child is given to his own mother to nurture him and the mother is going to get paid for doing it obviously it simply says that Moses is no more your son 
He's the son of Pharaoh. The ownership has already changed. But still in the, given in the hands of his own mother for a reason. What was the reason? The baby need to be nurtured. The baby need to be nurtured. Moses was just only three months old. And the baby was taken by Pharaoh's daughter and given back to Jochebed. And Bible says Moses was with Jochebed until he was weaned. Maybe at the age of three or four, probably around four years, Moses could live with Jochebed. From the age of three months to the age of three or four. In a medical science says, it talks about some of the facts of the brain development. It says, at the birth of an average child, an average baby's brain is about quarter the size of an average adult's brain. Quarter the size. But now it increases very quickly. In the first year, the size of the brain doubles in the first year. And at the third year, the size of the brain becomes 80% of the size of the adult's brain. And at the, nearly at the fourth year and the fifth year, it becomes fully at the size of an adult's brain, or 90% at least. You know, brain development happens in the very early stage of any child. And it rapidly develops, it quickly develops. And especially in the first three years, they are the very important years for baby's brain development. So during this time, whatever the baby touches, whatever the baby smells, whatever the baby hears, and whatever the, you know, the, the observations that baby makes, and whatever the child listens and you know, talks, they are going to develop the child into a future child, a future man, future human, man or woman. The brain development happens in the very early stage. So there is a reason why God handed over Moses to the hands of Jochebed in those early years. And Jochebed knew that it very well. And Jochebed realized that this is a precious time that baby is given in my hands. And I need to work on not just physically nurturing, not just feeding her, him, but also I believe she took care of him. She fed him spiritually. She fed him intellectually, not only physically. She nurtured him about the God of Abraham. She nurtured him about the God of Isaac. You know, as they, as they were feeding the baby, you know, mothers have a habit of talking to their child, talking to their children. And I'm sure Jacobet was talking about the man, great man, God, Abraham, man of faith. Jacobet talked about so many things of the Old Testament, especially from the book of Genesis. And she installed faith in him that faith was needed in the later time in his life as he was standing in front of the Red Sea. That faith was needed and that faith was installed during that early age of the child when he was with his mom. Even at the very early age, she talked to him about the leadership qualities a child should possess. Realizing that later Moses is going to lead the nation, lead the children of Israel, she fed all the spiritual qualities that are, that are needed to deal with God. She fed him, she guided him to receive all the people handling skills because he had to later days, he had to deal with people. When all this took place, when Moses was second time given in the hands of Jochebed during the age up to age three or four. Now this morning that says something specific, very important to you. God has entrusted your children in your hands. They are children of destiny. 
but you have a work to do in their primitive age. You know, most of the time, most of the parents neglect this age group. You think that your child is playful, your child is, you know, not obeying, not doing certain things, but this is the time to learn. This is the time that as mom, you need to spend your time with the child and you need to just pour into her, his or her heart. Whatever the way you want to bring them up in the, late, in the later days, Jacobin was a godly woman who raised three children. And you want to know about those three children? We talked about it. Aaron was a high priest. Miriam, she was just a great worshiper and prophetess. And now Moses was a great leader, a great deliverer. Samani, what are we doing with the children that are given in our hands? Mom has a special role. Dad has a responsibility, but mom takes a special role of tuning and changing and, and molding their future. The children are given in your hands with the responsibility. What kind of mother are you? I have seen with my own eyes the future of the children getting destroyed because of mothers. I have seen with my own eyes children's marriage getting destroyed because of mothers. I have seen with my own eyes children ending up in prison because of mothers. I have seen with my own eyes children getting into addiction and various things of this world because of children, because of mothers. What kind of mother are you this morning? That's my question. God has entrusted your children in your hands with a great responsibility. Remember a story. I'm not sure it's true or, but it was told as a true story. A mother brought her child. Probably I shared it this earlier in the church. A mother brought a child up in a very loving way, very caring way. She pampered him so much and she bought everything, but the word that every word they use is important, that speaks to you. She bought everything that, that the child wanted. And she never disciplined that child, never corrected the child. She always enjoyed what the child was doing, even at the very early age, because she kept such a great love on this child. Child grew up, he picked up certain bad habits from his friends, small thefts, for fun, partying, small things when the child was at the school, the mother did not believe. I have dealt with the parents who don't believe if you complain about their children. This mother did not believe. She said, my child, he will never do it. He will never do it because she loved him and he, she trusted him. Finally, the child grew up and he ended in prison for a major bank robbery. Now she had to believe, better believe. The mother is in her old age and she went to see him in the prison and prison cell, they gave an opportunity for her to see. The son asked him, asked her to come closer to the prison bars because we don't know the sign. It looks like it is a life sentence. The son is in the prison cell. The mother in, his, in her old age, she came closer to the prison bar and she thought probably she, he wants to give his final kiss to maybe me and she extended her cheeks to him the son bit a major chunk of her cheek and threw it away and told mom you never corrected me when I made mistakes mom you never taught me 
what is right and what is wrong you deserve this you know today it is very important to love our children care for our children but do you correct them do you nurture them do you tell them what is right what is wrong or do you allow others to speak into your life of your children to tell them don't do it what are you doing you know i have seen a couple of parents just observing and watching enjoying children making mistakes i want you to correct otherwise this way the same thing may happen to you in the later time proverb 22 verse 6 can you read with me train mothers play a major role when mothers correct their children father don't come in between let her do the correction when father correct your child mothers don't come in between let him do the correction Proverbs 22 verse 6 train up can you read with me train up your child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it are you training your children or you are allowing it to somebody to train somebody to take care of somebody to correct them somebody to instruct them you have a role to play in your child and if you don't play that role today and one day you are going to regret remember you don't own your child but the child is given in your hands by God to take care of him to take care of her in a godly way the final observation the third observation that I could make from the scripture portion number three you need to let your child go can you say that with me you need to let your child go verse 10 can you come with me to verse 10 and the child grew read with me and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son so she called his name Moses saying because I drew him out of the water the day came Jacob had to take the child to Pharaoh's palace let the child go first time the child was given in the hands of Jochebed to protect the baby second time the child was given in the hands of Jochebed to nurture and to nourish the baby now Jochebed had to let the child go there is an amazing scriptural truth in these scriptures this morning I pray that you may get that clearly she brought her to Pharaoh's daughter and let the child go today the child is sleeping with you today the child is eating in your table today the child is traveling with you in the same car but remember one day the child had to go one day you should be leave, able to leave the child to go it may be it may happen at four months it may happen at four years it may happen at 14 years or 24 years you don't know when it's going to happen one day you have to let her let him go you know this is a scriptural fact this morning i want you to get before we get into time of prayer jacobet knew that her responsibility is over you know sometime as parents even after finishing your responsibility with your child you try to keep your child with him and you get into trouble this morning i want to talk to moms right now i've been talking to mom do not think that your child is going to be with you forever Sometimes I have seen the way they are treating their children is as if they are going to be with them forever. But it's not. It's not. I want you to come into the reality. When it is time to let them go, let your child go. Let your child go. When your child goes for higher studies, it is time to let the child go. Do not hold. Do not hold. When it is time to get your child married, it is time to let them go time to let them go I have seen mothers holding their children even after marriage 
and your marriage gets destroyed, nothing good will happen. Nothing good is going to happen. When they are getting married to somebody, either male or female, girl or boy, just let them go. Let them go. As I used to say, I was very close with my mom. Very close. We are just thick friends. Very close friends. And when we got married, I told you, I guess, last week, I guess, my, mom, my dad told, she took your son away. She took your son away. That's true. That's true. I have all the responsibility towards my mom. I have all the responsibility towards my dad. But she took me away. Because I'm married to her. I'm married to her. Learn to take your hands off from their lives. Moms, your children may be small. Now soon they may get married. Always remember, for those moms, probably nobody told this, always remember to take your hand off from their life. It is their life. They know how to live. They know how to live. Do not make your house too comfortable for them to get out. You know what eagles do? Eagles, they disturb their nest. Do you know? You don't know? Oh, you don't know. So eagles, and the eaglets are growing little slowly. They know that they are just capable of, you know, flying. They will disturb their nest. They will not allow the eaglets to sit in their house. Disturb the nest. That's what you need to do. Share up the nest so that they won't hang around and make a mess in your house. Stir up the nest so they will find their way. They will find their way. The idea is when time comes, you need to let them go. You need to let them go. Last week, we prayed about it this morning. Last week, one of our church members, Sabina, she lost her 34-year-old daughter. We were just seeing, some of you have seen that body just as if she's just sleeping in perfect peace. It's hard for a mother to handle the loss. But if you ask her, she's a godly woman, she would say that it's my time to let her go. It's my time to let her go. I can't hold it. I can't hold her. I can't hold what God, it belongs to God. Jochebed could not hold the baby because that baby was no more belonging to Jochebed. It belonged to Pharaoh's daughter. Today, your child, you are not the owner of the child. If your child is in the mega plan of God, if your child is a child of destiny, that's what you see in the child, in the life of your child. Your child belongs to God. He doesn't belong to you anymore. You cannot hold him. You cannot hold her. What you don't own, because you are not the owner. You are taking somebody else's property and you are trying to own your child. But Bible says, God says this morning, she doesn't belong to you anyway. What are you trying to do in her life? You are spoiling her life. Jochebed gave birth to Moses. But now she is not the owner of Moses. She's only a custodian. We can never hold what doesn't belong to us. That's the truth that we need to learn. Children of God, as children grow up, as parents, you need to get ready. You need to prepare to handle the day. Can you just read this quote together with me? Can you just read with me? Seeing your children go can be more challenging than giving birth or raising them. But by preparing yourself and your children for this transition, you can fulfill your God-given responsibility as a mother. 
Mothers have a responsibility of preparing them even now, even when they are little, preparing them to let them go. Jochebed brought Moses to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. You remember Hannah brought little Samuel into the temple of God in Shiloh to Eli, and she left Samuel there. She was not trying to hold something which was not belonging to her. She let her go. Today, you, bought, you got your child after praying so many hours, after so many sacrifices in your life, and God blessed you with that child. Do you think that that child belongs to you? No, not at all. That child belongs to God. Let that child go, and you will see the transition that's taking place, the changes that, is, that are taking place in the life of the child. I thank God for my parents, you know, who let me go, even at the age of five and a half, to go and live with my grandparents. And that developed, that brought so much courage in me, that developed so much abilities, you know, that otherwise I would not have developed those abilities in my life. When time comes, God wants us to let our children go. Shall we all rise this morning? Just want to challenge you with these three questions as we screen, see that in the screen. Do you see the destiny in your child? This message may be hard for those who are not married, but then you know that soon the day is coming in your life. I want to take these principles in your life. Do you nurture the child as long as she is given to you? Do you spend time with him, time with her? Do you nurture him in a godly way, intellectually, physically, in all the aspects of life? Not only scripture, not only prayer, in all the different, different aspects of life. Even when I talk to little children today, when I try to make them to do something different, you know what they tell me? I can quote examples, one, two, three, four, I can quote many examples. I, when I try to ask them to do something different, what they tell me? My mom asked me to do this way. They're directly asking me, who are you to tell, correct me. Because my mom, and you know what? I understand that I just leave it and I back off. It's mom. You have a greater role to play in the life of your children. Do you nurture the child? As long as she or he is given to you, finally, are you prepared to let your child go when it is time? Shall we close our eyes this morning? This morning, I'm not sure whether this sermon meant something to you or not. But this is what, as I was sitting and waiting upon the Lord, this is, these are the observations that I could bring out. I wanted to share this with you. It's applicable to everybody. It's applicable to dad too. This morning, God is asking you three things. Do you see the destiny in the life of your child? I want you to bring your child in front of you right now, just in your, in, in your eyes. I just want you to just look at the way God looks at that child. Do not curse the child. Do not talk negative things to the child. It is true that you are going through so much of stress. Do not pour everything on the child. And do not allow the child to beyond how much you are supposed to love the child. Do not fail to make corrections because you love the child. That is foolishness. Do not make or instruct him or her to do the right thing. 
You need to do it because you care for the child. God is having a plan for your child. Do not worry about the child. Give it in the hands of God. Give your child in the hands of God. Because the child was given in your hands. To protect the child and to nurture the child. That's all you can do. Nothing more. The rest is in the hands of God. Are you prepared to let your child go when the time comes? When the time comes. This morning, do not set your love too much than it is required in your child. Then your child becomes your idol and God destroys idols. God destroys idols. Do not make your child as an idol. If you do it, you, have, you may have to see him or her in the prison cell and the same thing may happen to you. Instruct, correct. Use the rod of punishment to remove the foolishness that is sticking in the heart of your child. When that has to be done? From the age when the child is three months to three or four years. Not after that. Not after that. Listen to people who have gone through, people, people who developed godly men and women. Listen to their stories. Listen to them. This morning, God has given a greater responsibility in your hands. It's such a great day, Mother's Day. We blessed you, but at the same time, there is so much is expected out of you. That's where you are called mothers. This morning, can we just give our life to God? Thank you.